And welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia with Allen & Company. Hope you guys are doing well today. We have a great show for you. We have been um, talking and I've been referencing and talking about uh, some aging and mobility and trying to do things to stay young. And uh, we got a lot of good content for you. We've, we've even shot a few videos that we're going to be releasing out to you guys. So please stay tuned for that. And as always, we're just going to kind of jump right in. Um, we've got an, a couple awesome guests today. Uh, Robin Chaddock, as usual, our marketing director. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I love being here. Yes. <laughs> My boss loves me here because yes. I'm really nice when I'm on the radio. That's the only time they say I'm nice. <laughs> your, your boss says that? My boss says okay. that. Mm-hmm. It's in my review. Is it? Two years running. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And as always, one of our favorite guests, Dr. Doctor. Wow. Doctor. Doctor. I've never been called Doctor Blake Scheidt. He, you are like a doctor. <laughs> you that, are. He, so, yeah. I've never been called that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Honorary. Our, maybe an honorary, honorary doctor. Blake Allen Scheidt. and Company has declared me an honorary. <laughs> Seriously. Degree. It has a nice ring to yeah, it. Yeah, you could, you know. It really does. Well, uh, but yeah, Coach Blake Scheidt from Lakeland Athletic Club. Yeah, uh, much more humble. But yeah. It's, it's all right. <laughs> he is, uh, he's here with us and he's, we're just going to really talk about aging and, and mobility and how you kind of, how, how simply just strength and mobility is generally important, especially as we age. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I just kind of want to softball that first one in there. Wow. Why is strength and mobility important? Yeah, so um, I'm not a doctor. I'm I'm a I'm a strength coach or a health and fitness coach. But um, and it's funny I got invited on for the mobility thing because I don't really consider myself a big mobility guy. Like I I do it um, obviously, and I it's a part of my job and it's a part of my my life. Um, but I know a lot of other coaches that are much better or more um, excited oh. about it. Um, you know, different types of stretches, different types of ways to stretch. Um, but what I what I like to think through and kind of what I think is why you invited me on is, you know, the the idea of um, strength and flexibility and or a mobility kind of coming together is really what makes a very healthy person um, as far as functionality and biomechanics. So um, that means that you can kind of move in the right ranges of motion but you're not weak in those ranges of motion, right? So if you're, if you are uh, really strong but not flexible, then it's very limited mm-hmm. to how it can be beneficial, right? As we discovered in the in the mobility video yeah, yesterday, yeah. my chest and shoulders, yeah, personally, right? Yeah, and 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 um, and a lot of times you see that with athletes, like yeah. you, you were a former college right. baseball player, right. so um, you know you you train to be good at your sport. Um, but what we're talking about a lot of times is just training to be vital for life, mm, right? Um, and I think a lot of times, excuse me, I think a lot of times um, people confuse those. They think, you know, athletes are healthy. Athletes are people who are training for a particular sport, um, and it's not always really healthy. It actually can be really taxing on your body. Um, Hence, when we see a lot of former athletes when they get old, doesn't usually look like the aim of what we're going for. Um, Or you think of like, um, you know, you think of like, Major League Baseball pitchers, right? If they're if they're short one guy in the rotation and they're doing an extra game a week or something, yeah. I mean, it can absolutely destroy their, their shoulder, shoulder, oh yeah, and blow it up. And, yep. And so you gotta, I mean, I mean, athletes train to be good at that specific thing for sure. And it's you, that's such a great point that I, you know I've never heard anybody or, say yeah, before. In football, you think of running backs that could run so fast and, right. and move all over the place, and then and their knees are just shot when they're that you know sixties. Uh, or they're they're going for tons of cortisol shots and things like that. So, um, so for general pop- population, 
right? How do they avoid this? And um, the real, the real simple, quick answer is um, you want to stay as mobile as you can, and then you want to get as strong in that range of motion as well as you can. So one of the things I like to think about is um, when I'm warming somebody up for a workout, I'm thinking about the movements they're going to do so that I'm kind of getting the, the body prepped for it. But then really the workout is mobilizing them too, right? So when you do a squat all the way down, you know, hips go past knee crease kind of idea as mm-hmm. far as at least as far as you can. And then you come all the way back up, right? You're stretching and you're lengthening and shortening the muscle. You're doing a, what we call an active stretch. But when you add load to it, you're now actually getting stronger in the stretch, Yeah. right? Real simple, but like most people don't think of it that way. So this is why like we stress in a lot of the functional fitness community, why you should make sure you don't shorten your reps, because what you're doing is you're only strengthening through partial um, lengthening of that muscle. And so if you ever go too far or into a really um, deep stretch and you're weak, that's like where injury can happen, right? So think of like on the high note of this, think of like a good picture is a gymnast, really, really good mobility, really, really strong. strong. Right. right, and they go into really, really wild ranges of motion, but with a lot of strength. Like that's optimal. Now, not everybody has to get there, but we're talking about general population of people who want to get rid of aches and pains. So, think about being able to squat in and out of your car seat. Um, you know, and can you do that without back pain? Mm-hmm. How many, how many people you know like get in and oh, oh yeah, <laughs> sit on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting up from the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 that's like you know. There's a lot of people like that. Right. So, um, and we won't even say ages because it could be any. It right. could be any age. It just, there's a lot of people people struggling with that. So, just and just from that standpoint, I mean, the the amount of people who are considered, you know, have that have a certain physique of a flat stomach or something mm-hmm. like just that general population is like the top one percent, right? I mean, as far as like America. Or uh, you know, people in general. I mean, there's like the really extra shredded people. Well, no, just just the people that go to the gym. Like the fact that uh, of all the people that go to the gym three, four days a week, you know, I've read that that just if you go to the gym, you have a relatively somewhat kind of healthy diet, and you you know get eight hours of sleep a night. Like just two or three qualities. Mm -hmm. Like you're already ahead of ninety five percent of people in America. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's kind of funny you're saying this because I've I've been picking some people's brains, especially a lot of my female clients um, that have friends that go to a particular gym that's an all-female gym. And their primary function there is, like, really, really lightweight. Like, I wouldn't even call it resistance training. But, like, they do pulsing and holds and kind of like a a Pilates kind of Mm -hmm. in yoga kind of feel. And part of me is just saying – Yes, that's awesome that they go because it's better to do something than like, nothing. Yeah, nothing. And also, there's a lot of really good stuff that they're doing there. Um, but it's more about like what is what are you going to be most consistent with? And so there's a it's like you know there's different types of pizza. So you got Chicago style, you got New York style, you got yeah. you know Italian. I, I, I don't know. I don't know my pizza that well. But like you know, there's different kinds. And so some people like different kinds of, of style. But whatever you're going to be most consistent with is what I would suggest is best for you. And I think so, that's I think that's such a great point. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things I've run into when I read about this topic and that I preach to my friends is just show up, right? Mm-hmm. Just just get out. If you're not if you're not actually going for the walk, if you're not, um, you know, going to j- or doing some 10, 15 minutes of stretching or 
um, you know, just getting outside and going, you know, going for whatever, a bike ride. I mean, those things, just just doing some sort of mobility is way better than living a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, so movement is, in a sense, mobility, Because you're what we're trying to say. Yeah, and I, yeah. I have some more comments on, on that. Well, essentially... If you stay sedentary, then you have you're at risk of your body being weak, your core being weak, right? And you could get injured easier yep. because you're not strengthening yourself. Totally. But he, you know, like as we say that, and as I kind of like cheer this other gym on um, that that I wouldn't go to, but but I think it's great for other people. I would still kind of beat the drum of resistance training, and the reason is I just think it's been around long longer than all this other stuff, and it's been more scientifically proven to work. And the benefits of it is that it really is, if you're doing it correctly, slowly, you're going to get more mobile and more strong. Great example of this is uh, I had a 60-year-old male client about four years ago uh, who who um, he could not touch his toes. He was probably six inches away from touching his toes. I did zero, almost like zero like what you would call mobility work with mm -hmm. him. And I just put him on a good resistance training program that was well-balanced and made him go very slow and focused. We retested two months later and he could touch his toes, hmm. right? And and, the re and I didn't sit there and do yoga with him all day. right? So like, and not only could he touch his toes, but the amount of strength he could go that far down with and come back up with made him more durable and made him more resilient. So that. that's why I like resistance training. So when we come back, I want to jump into a little bit more of that because I want to hear about your philosophy of, uh, you know, mobility training and, and rather than maybe just stretching, it's more it's more weight training or resistance training. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take our first break and we will be right back with Coach Blake Scheidt. Welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen Company. Uh, we are talking uh, aging and mobility and strength training um, and just the idea of aging gracefully and, and continuing to, to have that uh, idea of staying young, staying mobile, and, and those long-term health goals of, of you know, what you got to do and what you have to keep in mind as we kind of live this life together. Um, and we were just talking to uh, Coach Blake Scheidt about um, the relationship of strength and mobility and how some people say think, well, I just need to, you know, I want to touch my toes. I just need to go to yoga and stretch more. I just need to stretch more. Whereas... Um, I think Coach Scheidt has some other uh, ideas about that and, and how it relates to strength. So I wanted to hear your thoughts and kind of how your your mind works on that. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a great topic and it's, it's very deep. So I think where I'm going to come from so our listeners can hear is I'm trying to give, I'm trying to think of people who are general population who just want to feel better, kind of move better, and what do they need uh, right. to live a longer happier life. Um, I'm not thinking about athletes. I'm not thinking about gymnasts. I'm not thinking. Yes. And I think you know, to push that onto the, the side, those those people do need extra mobility work, extra ranges of motion for their sport, just like we talked about earlier, you know, you right. playing baseball or, or me playing college football. Sure. But so what I would do as a, as a coach typically is I, I would walk, you know, on day one through a consultation, we would do like what we call functional movement screen. And so we would just kind of start with looking at your mobility and your stability, right? And, and what's stability? Stability is just how strong are you in stability movements? Like how well can you hold yourself mm. in this position? Um, because all strength starts with stability and mobility. So like are you mobile enough to get in that position? And then are you stable enough to hold it with kind of, um, I guess, good intent? 
Uh, I just I picture somebody like balancing like three like kettlebells yeah, and standing yeah. on a foot. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> so it's not that. That's a great question. So it's not that. Um, it's not that complicated. So it'd be like something like I want to see if they can touch their toes without bending their knees. Yeah. Um, and I give them three chances. You know, I want to see if they can lay on their back and move their heel past their knee without their knees rising or the 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 knee yeah. that's coming up breaking. So just like we we did in this uh, video that's yep. going to be coming out is essentially I laid flat on my back. Right. And my I kept my left leg flat on the ground and I'd lift my right leg up into the air and it would we were trying to see if my right heel could come past my left, the line of my left knee, mm-hmm. right? We want to get it. I mean, that's the, that's passing, right? We right. want to get it as far back as we can, right. but that, that would be like, a, okay, this is, these exercises are safe for this person. And and that was testing the strength of my hip flexor? Was t- that was testing the mobility of your hip the, flexor. The mobility mm-hmm. of it, got and it. And then, um, so, so we would go into that and then we do like a scratch test, which is kind of seeing your shoulder mobility right. where you try to try to get your hands to touch each other from uh, behind your back. So if you lifted like your left hand behind you, like your, you know, like your brother's got you an uncle. Yeah. And uh, you take your, your right, right hand, hand over top and try to reach it down and grab. Um, how far off are your thumbs from each other or can you touch um, would be like a great indicator of a lot of things. And, you know, it takes, it takes kind of a, a well-knowledge coach to, to know what they're looking at, but um, we would know certain exercises to avoid, certain things to mobilize uh, from doing that. And then what we do after that would be like, okay, let's see how well their stability is. Well, I want to see, can they move through a full squat uh, with three to four seconds lowering, one second hold at the bottom, and then come back up. Um, and if people are wobbly or they can't do it or they lift their heels, yeah, or they need a bench because they're not strong enough to come back out, right, we know what we're starting with. With a lot of that, um, both and, from a mobility and a structural, or like planks, like how long, can you hold a two-minute long plank in a push-up position? Right. And so ultimately, you you know, based on those assessments, mm-hmm. you can tell what muscles are weak yes. and need to be strengthened and lengthened, yes. essentially, right? Yep. So this is the cool part. Someone's going to come into the room and be like, hey, I want to look better for the beach, right? Yeah. And they're not going to think about any of these things. And so we're... An, where a um, where a less seasoned and less knowledgeable coach would do is just try to get you moving and going really hard and try to lose weight. Where a um, where I would like to believe the industry is headed and what I think is more professional would be, okay, we're going to take you there, but we want to take you on the safest and most efficient route so that when we get there, we can have beach season all year long. Right. You know, yeah, um, and and be safe. So. It's, it's looking at these things and saying, okay, before we start giving you bench press, we actually need to see if you can hold a plank for two minutes Yeah, because you might not be structurally strong enough to really be doing that. And this would benefit you more than the other one. And so it's not sexy, but you know, a, a good coach is not there to entertain you. A good coach is there to, to get you to where you want to go. What's that, what's that safer path look like? Yeah, a- I think it's just going through a assessment test of some sort. Okay. Um, whatever the coach decides is, is best practices for them. I, I tend to use OPEX's functional uh, movement screening because it seems to be very efficient, effective, and it kind of gives a great uh, overall basis for most individuals. But it also depends what type of client like if, and what they're, tra- what they're training for. You know, if I have somebody who comes in and they, they want to be better at baseball and they want to pitch better and uh, you know, their scratch chest is really jacked up. And then we're going to work on mobility and a lot of, you know, shoulder, external, internal yeah. rotation, all kinds of fun stuff. So like that. can we, can <clears throat> we just have a hypothetical client that's 50? Yeah. Perfect. 
hasn't hasn't done any athletic activity in years. Mm. Just looking to get back on the horse, get healthy, realizes, oh, I'm starting to age a little bit. Sounds like somebody in the room. Well. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Rob, Robin, would you like to share your testimony? <laughs> no, someone, someone we really don't know about. Yeah, well, okay, first yeah. of all, I, I didn't recognize myself because that number is not no, my number. No, that's so not your number. I'll, I'll say thank you. Right. And three years, right? Three years of training? Um, I think we are at, really are at three years Three of years. Training. So, yeah. wow, it's been a long journey. But like, so you're not getting, you've been on the horse for a while now. But. I am on oh, the yeah. horse. I have to share what happened yesterday in yeah, the filming. Yeah, go ahead. So um, we were all together, obviously, at Lakeland Athletic Club that we all love. Mm-hmm. And um, I was scheduled for um, a training that day. And, of course, my coach had it programmed for me, and I knew what I was supposed to do. But I woke up a 6 out of 10. I was feeling kind of foggy. I knew I had the shoot. That was my priority. I was not my priority yesterday. So I turned to my coach when we were almost through with the shooting. I said, okay, I'm here. I'm dressed for the occasion. So <laughs> have me, tell me what you can have me do. I said, because I'm not getting on that assault bike and I call it different things. None of them can be repeated on the air. I'm not going to get on that thing for 35 minutes. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I've got something for you. I said, oh, okay. So now I'm kind of excited. I'm feeling like at least a seven now out of 10. I, and I'm, and he knows I get really excited. He goes, okay, so get on the bike and um, just go slower for 35 minutes. Really, really original. For 35 Very minutes. Very creative just coach. Just nice go job. slower. Yeah. yeah. I'm her coach, by the way. So yeah. I'm making fun of me. Yeah. Oh, but that's good. But did you? How'd you feel afterwards? I felt like about a nine and a half. Yeah, you got afterwards. it. You got it done. Yeah, I yeah. got it done. And yeah. I was sharing with Troy today. It was within what did I say? Less than twenty. Calories. Less than twenty calories. Yeah. Um, for, I know, and I didn't try. And then he played you and said, "You know what that means? You're stronger than you think you are. And right. You haven't really actually <laughs> done it. Yeah, I don't know. You owe me some money. Anyway, but yeah. So so ultimately, um. Yeah. Somebody fresh, somebody you you kind of get with them. You do the assessments, mm-hmm. and they're not mobile, right? They're not um, can't touch their toes, can't touch their toes. Yeah, they're so you got to start, you know, square one. They f- yeah, they're gonna fail their plank test, right. their side plank. Um, so just you know, we got we got one or two minutes here left in the segment, just of of a mm-hmm. of a synopsis of how you take them down the first three months of that path. Yeah, a lot of stability work, a lot of core strengthening. Um, that's typically where most people are weak. Um, and then, um, and then the, the mobility is really going to be done and going really, really slow. Like we're going to avoid going heavy. We're going to go really, really slow. Yeah. Um, so like where the, where the temptation is, is like, well, I watched all these, these really fast hit fit classes or these high intensity classes yeah. on, on Instagram. And that, those people look like they're in great shape. It's like, well, they've earned the right, right? And we're talking to you as an individual. I just individually assessed you, and this is what I think is the best, safest path uh, for, for us to kind of get your results. So I would take them, and I probably would program something like, uh, we would call it tempo training. And I think it's really good for mobility also. But uh, I would give them, if, if I've given people air squats, right? Yeah. So you're just going to do air squat, three seconds down, one second hold at the bottom and then come right back up. We're going to do that 10 times. And you'd be amazed how many people get out of breath, how it takes weeks before they master it, right? Because we're looking for mastery too mm-hmm. before we move on. And then I'd also do wall sits at the end. So I'd actually make them put their back up against the wall, bring their 
butt down on the wall. So it's like they're doing a 90 degree um, kind of push against the wall. And then their legs are kind of supporting them with their feet flat in a like a squat position. Um, and I make them hold that 30 seconds first week, you know, 40 seconds the next week, 50. And then the last week, 60. And then we retest. Got we, it. we see if we've gotten stronger. We see if we get more mobile. We do the exact same test. Um, and, and to finish that test, by the way, I would, I would take them through kind of a plank, side plank, uh, reverse plank, or what we call a source and hold, and, and just kind of see if they can hold themselves in those positions. And then I put them on a bike, and you know, yep. you know this one, Robin. The air assault air bike, ten, not a ten, bike. Ten minutes. Every anybody oh. who's ever done it knows how terrible it can be. Um, but it's just all out as fast as you can for ten minutes. And the reason we do that is it's really safe. It's really hard to hurt yourself on a bike. Um, um, and my rule of thumb is you can go you know, as fast or as slow as you want, but you're going to give me as best you can and you can't get off until the 10 minutes is up. Love it. You know, I actually had someone yell at me one time and I did not let them off. Uh, (laughs) Keith Keith back at the office uh, and I call it 10 minutes of death. You just go to a very, very dark place. Some people pay me not to get back on it. Right. Right. Well, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> well, there's a new <laughs> membership. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take our second break. We will be right back with Coach Blake Scheidt. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I am your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen & Company. And we're talking health. We're talking um, longevity. We're talking staying young and staying um, in shape. Yeah. And so we got Coach Blake Scheidt here with us from Lakeland Athletic Club. Thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Um, and we've been having some fun talking about Robin. Yeah. <laughs> fun at Robin's expense. <laughs> fun at Robin's expense. Yeah. And, uh, and, and really just exploring the idea of him getting somebody that is not familiar with work, with being fit or um, being aerobic or being, you know, strength training and things like that and what that process is mm-hmm. and how people can get involved. And one of the things we haven't really talked about, you know, we, we really have focused on um, – mobility as far as um you know your your body of of where it's at in space and stretching your arms over your head or bending at the hips or squatting but uh, and strength training and making those muscles stronger but then where does uh you know aerobic training come into play because you know i don't think you just send the the 50 year old that you just show up say okay we'll go run a mile yeah and get out there and then you know and then they never come back because they passed out you know halfway down but like but or or they're more tight when they got back or they're yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so how does uh you know the whole idea of aerobic the term you kind of told me on the break was aerobic capacity come into play and then um you know how how does that is that where the heart stuff comes into play as far as resting heart rate and things like that yeah so it's got all kinds of cool buzzwords like, you know, some people probably heard like VO2 or max aerobic power or whatever. We just call it aerobic capacity. But um, basically what we're looking at is um, oxygen fueling the body in a real simple sense. So it's, it's an energy system where the, uh, the body's being fueled mostly by oxygen. Um, and everyone wants to really like break down these energy systems in, in these particular ways. But, you know, everything's a little bit more nuanced than that. But But ideally it's a... Think of like walking for general people is aerobic, right? Because you're just using oxygen. Right. You're not in that heart rate's ex- you know skyrocketing and you're sweating and and what we call like your glycogen levels have to be used or uh, you know you're being fueled by glucose or all this other cool nerdy stuff that I won't bother you with. <laughs> but um, what you're what you really want to think about when it comes to aerobic capacity for most people is just are they getting fitter? where their heart is becoming more resilient 
towards uh, the stress that they're under and, and from a physical, from a, like a physiological perspective. And so um, what happens is when you get fitter, your heart rate, your resting heart rate will go down. Okay. Right? And so you want to keep that as long as possible. So I had a client, uh, he's in his 60s, I had him about four four years ago and um, uh, before I uh, switched to Lakeland Athletic Club. And a uh, really good guy. We still stay in touch. Um, and when he started with me, his resting heart rate was around 77, which hmm. is really high. Hmm. Like It was like 75, 77. Um, now, keep in mind, this is like all data from his watch. So it's, not, it's as accurate as it can get. Right. But um, he told me um, like a couple of weeks ago when I bumped into him that he's his still been training. He's with a, uh, a coach that I used to be with, good guy. Um, but he's training. And his resting heart rate now down. He's like, you know, when I started with you, you know, you took me through that first year. I've gotten so much healthier and I've continued. He's like, my resting heart rate's at 55 now. So that's somebody who has become more resilient. Right. He's done that both through strength training and aerobic training. So yeah. they, they're they really good partners. Um, they're not enemies. And I think sometimes people are like, well, I gotta, I'm got i going to just do cardio because right. I don't want to get hurt. Or I'm going to do just resistance training because I hate cardio. Um, and, and really a really good healthy person, probably I would suggest doing three days of weight training, uh, full body, and one day at least of cardio. And then the rest of the time I would play golf, go hiking, be stay out, be, yeah, stay active, be outside. But like what, what, what I would call, um, you know, I stole this from OPEX, but like max aerobic 10, which is like this, uh, like anything that's like low intensity, mm-hmm. six, 60 minutes of movement. So it's like walking with your kids. Yeah. It's like a gentle bike ride with my five-year-old. Um, it's like, and, and the more fit you are, the more high intensity map 10 is for you. But like map 10 for most people should be a 60 minute walk at least, hmm. you know, but a really, really fit person could make it, um, a hike in the mountains, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> do, do you and, have, yeah. do you have any clients or have worked with anyone who was like a marathon runner or no, like high, someone who does that high only high aerobic stuff? Versus, you know, your stand, you know, someone like you who who does a lot of strength training and CrossFit training, yeah. and I, just curious what kind of some of the differences or or you know some of the um to kind of c- to compare how those would be different. Yeah, no, it's really cool. This is where individuals get really uh, fascinating, and I'm still learning a lot in this area. But I did have a client who was training for a triathlon, um, and that was fun to program for him. Um, but he was not anybody who was like in amazing shape. He was just trying to complete it, just complete. Yeah. uh, And it was a, it was a half. It wasn't a full, um, which is still, but I, but I do have a really good friend. He's as a childhood, one of my best friends in second grade. And he was a competitive, uh, bike rider, like hundred mile cyclist. cyclist. Wow. Like it would do those. And he was getting like top 10 ranked in the, in the world at some, or in the country at some point, um, really competitive. And, they what you would do in a situation when you're training for something like that is you really do need to be able to have a really really high aerobic capacity that means what for you and I would kind of gas us in about 5 minutes he needs to be able to do that output for 15 20 minutes right yeah. so his what we call aerobic capacity is he can last longer and that actually makes you a better athlete in most sports in particular like crossfit right um the person who can not get their heart rate jacked up and keep that pace the longest and doesn't burn out and can hold it. And then when they get to that part where it starts to get hard, they can just kind of push it into what's called an anaerobic kind of capacity. Um, so there goes aerobic and then anaerobic. Anaerobic 
the best way to give you a visual is like it's a sinking ship and some people's ships sink real fast yeah. and other people's sink slow. Yeah. And, and that's can... that's the whole gas in the tank equi- idea, right? Yeah. Like how much gas you got in the tank? Can you push it? Can you not? You're right. Think think like a five minute workout that you're going to fall, like feel dead afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that was so intense for five. But that you couldn't do it any longer than five, 10 minutes. So what he would do is you would go at a really fast pace, but it's an aerobic pace. And then you would sprint for a minute or two on mm-hmm. the bike. Like, I mean, go as fast as you can and then go back into that aerobic pace and try to hold it. So he's like redlining and then coming back a yes. little bit redlining. But come- you never stop moving yeah. in that sport. Right. Wow. And that's how you kind of, he's training yeah, to get, that's an extreme. Yeah. He's extreme. trying to be a race, you know, somebody who's okay. This is the point where I'm going to pass somebody. And then when I pass them, this is the pace I'm going to hold. Right to stay in front of them, Um, which is cool. Um, So his resting heart rate has got to be really low. (laughs) It's got to be really low, right? It takes a lot to back that up. Now, what's cool, though, is it's all about what you train. And so for general population, not someone who's training to be a competitive cyclist, right, you really want to train in what would get your heart rate up in life, right? So getting up off the chair, going upstairs, Mm -hmm. right? walking up hills, maybe having to swim or bike or row somewhere, yeah. like something something that would equate something that you might do in real life. And so training to be more resilient in those kind of what we do day to days. And that's why like, I really like functional fitness because when I make someone take um, some weight and walk up, you know, a box, what I'm replicating for them is making going up the stairs much easier, Yeah, you know, and, you know, back to the whole mobility thing and strength, and then aerobic. When you're looking for the most vital person, you're looking for someone who can have really good basic mobility, strength within those ranges of motion so that they can function and do most of the things they like to do, and be able to um, you know, run if they need to. I heard uh, James Fitzgerald, who is a person who does not know me, but distant uh, mentor, someone I look up to, uh, he said, you know, if you had to run in a zombie apocalypse to live, could you do it? Right. You know? <laughs> Not so great, like, yeah. Uh, crazy uh, example, but the idea that like if you had to survive by running, could you do it? Yeah, and um, and you know, and it's like you have to run for an hour. Could you run? And a lot of people would die. Um, like not to be mean or crass no. or like, but no. like you know, a lot of us couldn't do that. Yep. Um, and and I think that brings me to a question I was going to ask is how long does from someone starting out with the stability and things like that, how long does it take for them to do their first pull up? It's a great example. It's different for everybody. And, you know, it, if if they have a zero training age, so say it's somebody who used to be a star college athlete mm-hmm. and then they haven't done anything in 10 years and they came back, that person's going to adapt really fast. Like I had a, I have a client who uh, used to play college football. He's 55 now. But I knew if I knew once he signed up with me based on our not my knowledge and understanding him and him telling me about his life we would be able to make some quick gains because it was just tweaking things and things like that. Someone who's never done anything, it could be quick. It all kind of depends on their genetics and their their stress levels yeah. and if they're going to, you know, kind of cooperate with the other things outside the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a great question, and I hate to do the whole the depends yeah. thing, but would, typically you would start to see really good results within uh, 90 days. Got it. You know, Cool. Yeah, cool. All right, we're going to take a last break here and um, learn some more new mobility and strength training things from Coach Blake Scheidt. Thanks. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I am your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner, and we have been talking 
staying healthy, staying young, and give and talking about ideas and examples of just how you can kind of look at yourself, right? You can you can get up off the couch, you can stretch, you can move. Some of the ideas that uh, Coach Shite will assess you with, and how we can look at ourselves on our own bodies and kind of give ourselves a, a, a look over a look see over whatever you want to talk say it and uh <laughs> you know, look-see, I like a look see over you know you just you get you get the assessment you you know and uh yeah yeah and uh, you know you know if you can bend over touch your toes you don't have any major aches and pains and if you do it's usually a mobility thing right yeah, absolutely I mean one of the things um you know I I talk about in my blog and you guys will, will, will get that it'll be sent out soon is ultimately if we can stay independent longer that means we will have a better quality of life. And so for those of you who, you know, are kind of battling some health issues or, or can foresee some things coming, you know, taking that walk or getting active or being mobile or, or stretching a little bit, all those things add up over time. And it's almost uh, as uh, an investment in yourself. Yeah. Because if you can stay independent longer, you're saving money on whatever that health care is or health care facilities or doctor's visits. Um, just by taking the time and doing something now. Yeah, that's so true. I, I um, you made me think of somebody that I worked with a long time ago who, um, you know, she was kind of like one step away from being in a wheelchair, um, just because she was so overweight and weak, and just her health had just kind of depleted so much. And she was just talking about how expensive it was to get a trainer, and it is. It really is expensive. I'm not sure. going to deny that, but. I said, it's all, you know, I use this and I didn't use it in a mean way. I just said, it's true, but you're at a point where I think you're going to have to pay one way or another. Right. And you can either pay to have a better quality of life, which I think I would love to help try to get you that, or you're going to be paying doctors and other kind of medical things to try to keep yourself moving and the pain down. And, and that's not going to be cheap either. So yeah. either way, we do have to invest in our health. Either way, you've got you've got to make that investment, and, yeah. and and at some point in life, you're gonna to have to look you look at yourself and, and you know and and get that and and have that kind of wake up call, mm-hmm. um, and not wake up call, but but just that realization. So I think you know whether you're 25, 55, 85, you know at some point things are gonna slow down. You're gonna get some of those aches and pains, and and then it's all gonna it's all gonna. It accumulates. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. like compound interest. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, it, it does accumulate. Yeah. The sooner you start, when, when can you start? Um, how how late? I mean, can you not start? Is there a point where it's too late? I think it's too late when they close the door on the, you know. Casket, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when it's too late. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. That's such a good I, point. But it is because my neighbor, who is one of our advisor's um, parents, mm-hmm. uh, he started running at the number that I'm about to be. Hmm. And that was, you know, yeah. we're not going to get there, but yeah. um, he started in his 60s. Yeah. He started running. Me- yeah, mental toughness is huge. I mean, that that's a lot of it, you know, but it is about making up your mind to start. Yeah. You, I guess you have to just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Do you do you often get people who are they come to you because they are in pain? Oh, all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. Um, I, I would I would say this because I don't want our viewers, the, the listeners, to feel like they have to join a gym and become you know Gold's Gym gym yep. rat. Like what we're really talking about, I, I think that's a great. I like that. That's me. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that maybe will discover that they enjoy it too. But I think some people will just always hate it and yep. always see it as like a necessary. It's like the dentist. It's like a necessary thing I need to go do. I never enjoy doing it. Um, and that's that's fine. 
But I would say do whatever gets you moving and brings you joy will yeah. be the most consistent thing. So, like, my dad doesn't exercise, like, at all. He's starting to stretch more. And he actually said to me the first time he might actually have to start exercising, but he's, like, 65. But he's always biked. He's always fished. Um, you know, and he's always – he skied most of his life. So he's kind of done a lot of, like – and he's a hunter and kind of hiker and – but so he's always been good about moving and and eating pretty well, and he's always kept stretches in when he felt really tight. Yeah. Now he doesn't know what he's doing, but sure. it, you know he does enough to make himself feel good. And to be honest, you know a lot of trainers might get mad at me, but like there are not that many hard stretches that if you just like, hey, this hurts, and when I do this, it feels better. Yeah, it's right. like you know your body, like it's not that hard. Um, where it gets a little more nuanced is when you can't figure out why that pain continues to happen, and it's usually a strength issue. That's mm. what I that's what I was trying to get back to. It's like, why does this keep hurting? I stretch it over and over and over again, and it still hurts. It's because it's not a mobility issue. It's a strength issue at that point, right? And that's when you need to go see somebody, whether it be a physical therapist or um, you know, a personal trainer. I miss that so many times when I got a, a, a weird pain, and because I, I you know I'm pretty active and I go to the yeah. gym and and I'm like I can't get rid of this like yeah. weird pain. Yeah, and it's not in the hard part for guys like you because you can't see Troy, but he's actually a really strong guy. Uh, but like you know, is that you can be really strong in lots of areas and then really t- really weak in this one area, and it's causing a ton of pain. And so a lot of times it is like an accessory movement. Um, it's or it's just an exercise that you need to focus on right. uh, that really needs to be at that muscle, strengthening that little tiny muscle and getting it there. So. So, so ultimately, what I want our listeners to take away is, okay, well, you know, some encouragement to do something, mm-hmm. and then some ideas of, of, you know, obviously, if it's get out there and ride the bike, or you've always enjoyed certain on a certain activity, um, or, or just going to, you know, some of your local state parks and walking through them and seeing some of the scenery, right, mm-hmm. or traveling and and um, doing some sort of tours or. or you know, there, there's so many things to do, and and you know, I think even just from, even from when I was growing up, when and even though I was, it was more from a parent standpoint of just get out of the house, yeah. But get out of the house, yeah. When my parents yeah. were like, get out, get off, out from other, uh, in front of the TV and go outside and totally. go outside and play. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say something that would be really stupid for most people to say in my business because it doesn't bring me people. But I'm not in this to just make money. I'm in this to help people. Right. And so, and I think most trainers are one of. The, if if you really just want to lose weight and be healthier, just walk more and eat better. That's it. You know, drink your water, get some sunlight, go to your sleep, lower your stress, and just walk. You know. Yeah. And and chew broccoli. Um, <laughs> you know, like. But like it's it's not rocket science. Um, right. If you need it, you know this is. But this is why AI won't replace me completely, right? Because no one's going to do that because a robot just told you. Because the information, it's not about the information. The information's out there. The information is and out there. That's the same in our business. The yeah. information's out there. But but we all need somebody to do Delivery. it with. Yeah, we need to, we need somebody. You know, yeah. there is nothing that feels more supporting than someone checking in on you to make sure and then helping you kind of get realigned, right? Our, sometimes our health and fitness, because of the craziness of our life, is like our backs, right? You go to a chiropractor because they straighten you back out for those of you that go to chiropractors you go back to your coach because your coach helps you evaluate through the process of oh we got off we're not walking enough we're not drinking enough water and you're like oh yeah i just got busy and didn't realize i wasn't doing it yeah and part of you is like it's so simple but then it's also i just 
forget yep. or I don't do it or I can't understand. Yeah. It. I mean, you and, and just like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, especially at the ages where we're at, where you start to involve just our careers, kids, spouses, lifestyles. I mean, oh, it's easy. It's so easy to, to mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or, yeah. I'll, you know, not going to do it today. I got other things going on. And so, you know, I think one of my favorite things about that I do is I try to be very systematic. I like to be mm-hmm. regimented, scheduled. Yeah. And that's one of my strengths. Whereas other people, it's not, and they they do need that extra little reminder or help or check in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a powerful thing to have somebody, um, you know, be there for you. But but yeah, everybody knows. I mean, you know, we're in the age of YouTube and mm-hmm. you know our podcasts and things like that. But the, all the information's out there. But um, it's just up to up to you listening if you want to decide to do it or not. You know, but ultimately you're you're in charge of your own health. Yeah, and I I would say this is like maybe one of the last nuggets. Uh, that's really undermined in vitality, but learning to manage your stress is the number one thing I think that is um, like just not talked about. Uh, maybe because it's not as objective as a, I need you to drink, you know, 64 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. That feels like, oh, okay, very, very concrete. Precise. Yeah, mm-hmm. very precise. Measurable. Like, how do I know if I'm managing my stress well enough? And I would just say it's not necessarily a matter of did you do it or not do it, but like what are some habits and practices of you doing that that kind of lower those? Because, you know, I had a client who went for a hike with his whole family and he was going up the hill and he was like, why am I feeling so out of shape compared to my kids? I work out way more than they do. I, you know, I know what I can do in here in the gym. And I felt like I was huffing and puffing. And I'm like, I said, well, what was like, hiking he's like well the, you know there was a storm coming in uh we had to make sure we knew where we were going i'm like did were you the one navigating yes okay were you the one who was thinking of the storm yeah were your kids no they didn't even know it was coming yeah so you're carrying all the stress right. up the mountain they're just going themselves i said it's very different it's like i made you go up the mountain with 100 pounds and they just get to go by themselves right, right? and the reason i bring that up as an analogy is because i think a lot of people don't realize how much stress they're carrying and how much more that affects their heart rate their body your hormone levels all that and and then it makes it much more difficult yeah and you lose energy and then you're not moving as much and lucky for our listeners we did a show on stress nice so look up our show we did it uh, back in the records you'll you'll see it on our on our uh, website alleninvestments.com but where can people find you Blake uh, you can go to uh, blakeshite.com or if you're in town in Lakeland and, um, and you want to come over to Lakeland Athletic Club and work with me as a client over there, be great. But uh, my remote business is on blakeshite.com um, and you can find me there. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Robin, thanks for being here. Always. We're going to catch y'all next time. Thanks for joining us on Health, the Health and Wealth Podcast. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Investment advisory services offered through Allen & Company of Florida, LLC, Allen & Co., and its affiliate LPL Financial, LLC, LPL, Registered Investment Advisors. Securities offered through LPL, member FINRA, SIPC.